So where do you, how did you get into marketing, first of all? Oh, that was um, more than 11 years ago. Okay. So I, um, I was in college and then um, I was doing a marketing course and after that, so this is in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, we got a call from one of the IT companies and they were like, we were only five marketing students. In Kenya, you got a phone call, you mean? Yes. Oh, okay. Like to the school. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they asked if uh, they could provide interns for three months. And apparently they only, need, they only needed one intern. And so we had to, you know, all go for the interview and all that. So I was the one who was picked. So I ended up working the three months. And uh, after that, they put me on job training, ended up working for about a year. Paid or unpaid? Huh? Paid or unpaid? Paid. paid. Wow, that's paid. good of them. Yeah. I mean, obviously the internship was very little. Okay. Like the pay was very little. But then after I was on job training, I negotiated for my, you know, good package. Because, yeah. Sure. That's brilliant. Because yeah. most internships, you know, you're lucky if you get even anything. That's you're true. You're lucky if you get a coffee. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So it was a good learning experience. And uh, uh, being an IT company in Nairobi, you know, they were very... Um, uh, very much into training of people and all that. So as the interns, we used to come in an hour earlier every single day. Uh, so they were dealing with end computing, thin client, uh, video conferencing solutions, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I got into marketing. And then how did you go from then Kenya? Did you then go bounce around in the Middle East or did you find Bahrain on, uh, and then just was like, that's the place I'm gonna, I want to go to? No, actually, it's a very funny story. So um, I did that. I moved around some IT companies in Kenya for a while until uh, 2014. And then uh, so one of these times I was in a meeting, uh, I moved to from hardware IT. I was actually in sales before I moved into marketing. Okay. Then I moved to um, software sales. Okay. So while in software sales, you know, the ERPs, SAP, all this anti-money laundering software and all that. And at that time, there was like a deadline by the CDK for banks to be, you know, to... Uh, to get their act together. Yeah, yeah, to get their act together by a certain time. So one of those meetings, I met someone and they're like, you know what, you should actually contact this company. They're looking for a marketing person. I'm like, but I, I already have a job. They're like, no, 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 really, just contact them. You never know. So <laughs> I was like, okay, why not? So that's how I got from... IT into FMCG, fast moving consumer mm. goods. So um, worked there, so now from sales into marketing full time, and I was dealing with imported brands from all over the world, and then we were supplying them into supermarkets. So my job was basically, I was in charge of the sales team, in charge of the marketing team, in charge of the uh, merchandisers, promoters, all those people, and coming up with promotional ideas, coming up with um, um, uh, marketing, um, you know, ideas for radio, for TV, for like okay. literally the okay. whole thing and managing their budgets as well. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So That's a lot of responsibility. On oh one yeah. Person. Oh yeah. It was, but it was one of those experiences that really sharpened my experience in terms of marketing and yeah. So so for the brands that you're s that at, the s at the time you were working at yeah what would what looking back on it what would have been a good budget 
for mar for their marketing budget? Did they hit it? Did you say, hey, you know what? They had a great marketing budget and blah, 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 and they managed to accomplish it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Or did he look back on it and all going like, really, they should have put more money behind it? <laughs> Actually, um, at that time, um, so I was dealing with a company mm -hmm. that had been there for ages <coughs> and like a family business. Oh God. So this was like, um, so my boss was, um, basically like the new generation coming in to change things in the company and so we had a bit of a rough time but we we managed so she was basically i was more of the implementer so she would come up with the budget and tell me this is the budget figure it out okay <laughs> so yeah fun yeah <laughs> so what should what kind of marketing strategies were you using at the time um, so being that these were uh, fast moving consumer goods mm. um, obviously so if I would say a product like um, UC1000, which is which was an isotonic drink. Mm -hmm. So it was during this time that we were uh, introducing the product into the Kenyan market. It's been it had been there for probably two years before I joined. OK, we're still in Kenya at the moment. Yes, still okay. in, we're still in Kenya. OK, we're not in Bahrain yet. OK, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But we were dealing with brands that are already in the Middle East, like Power Root and um, uh, what other brands like a, quite a bit. Products from Asia, from different parts, even the US, pistachios and okay. all that stuff. So my major role was basically to make sure that the, um, the product gets out to the market and it and actually bought. sells yeah. while it's on the shelf. So mostly promotion strategies like make sure the product is on eye level, make sure there's no stockouts, make sure the merchandisers check on short expiries, you know, things like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's very hands-on then, offers, absolutely. Yeah, so it was like a whole thing. So what, what kind of offers, in, in your experience, works best for fast-moving consumer items? Uh, buy one, get one free, mm -hmm. or lost leaders, you know, buy X product, get Y, mm -hmm. or two for one. Mm -hmm. What, what do you have you noticed in, in Kenya market, at least, that really hit people? Um, I think it all depends on uh, the, the product, product. Sure. yeah, and also the market. Uh, for instance, that isotonic drink, it was a bit more pricier than your usual energy drinks like your Red Bulls and whatnot. It was also something we're introducing into the Kenyan market which hadn't been there before. So we did a lot of, um, especially like 50% off during the, the Ramadan period, oh, for instance. Oh, that's interesting, okay. Yeah or like buy six, get a cooler bag. That's you know. so interesting, okay. Yeah. Because I would have probably done the exact opposite because I would have probably, if it's more expensive than its, than its average competitors, yeah. I would have led that the extra price is because of quality, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and see, you, you, that was happening in the meantime, but then these were like promotional, um, you know, things that we would do to just bring more interest towards the product. Mm. We also um, introduced it into golf clubs, Oh. Yeah. So apart okay. from the supermarkets, you know, golfers as they golf the whole day, okay, they could, you know, take the drink. So it became a very pop. It became a very popular drink in the Kenyan market. Yeah. It's a Chinese brand, right? Or Japanese? Uh, Japanese. Japanese. Originally from Japan. Yeah. So all about replenishing lost fluids in your body. Oh wow. Yeah. So basically, the concept is like when you walk around, just go around your day, you lose a lot of fluids. And you need to replenish them. Sure. So I think you should. I think, this, I think this brand should be hiring you to take <laughs> care of their, their marketing. 
because that that <laughs> bottle that like the, and that label does not make it very attractive <laughs> to consume <laughs> like I'd like if you showed up to me like like cold calling uh-huh. or just knocking on my front door and say like hey we've got these isotoic drinks have you tried one of these sir <laughs> I, I would have been like no no thank you <laughs> <laughs> no that, that was actually uh, compared to the to what was on the shelves yeah. back then especially like this it would really stand out like yeah, it was re- like what is this like all the bottles were and not the vitamin one mostly the uh, isotonic one so third picture third picture yeah Danny boy from up up third picture yeah so that that looks a little bit more attractive although I, I think <laughs> it still looks very medically <laughs> like you you again you'd hard to convince me if you put that next to a red bull are you sure or a monster we, we literally used to do events sure. like um uh, like the standard chartered marathon, which was a marathon that um, uh, people would do for tar- for charity mm-hmm. in Kenya, and so we would, you know, uh, sponsor part of the event with this drink, and surprisingly, we would have to go back to restock. Yeah, because you're sponsoring the event with your drink, right? No, no, no. like so literally. So we've already exposed we that brand. Then we were like literally next to Red Bull, mm-hmm. and then next to other uh, energy drinks and all that, and mm-hmm. people were like flocking our tent. And we had to like restock two times that day. So maybe maybe Kenyans <laughs> are different. I guess. It's yeah, <laughs> it's it's all about it's all about the um, the concept of it, which was a bit new in the market. And being that um, it was not, not not to badmouth Red Bull or anything, but people are getting more health conscious about you know the caffeine in drinks and and all that. And so that's where we. That was ah, the gap that that's we came interesting. into. Yeah. Yeah. And you could lead on with a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. Exactly. Okay. That's, yeah. that's interesting. So you were in Kenya, you were managing this brand, it was going crazy. Yeah. You're doing events with it, it was being selling out. Yeah. I'm and still amazed by that, but whatever. <laughs> and then how did you get to Bahrain then? So after that I so two of us from the same company came together and decided to do a marketing consultancy firm oh god <laughs> how did that work out good no way it actually worked out pretty no good. way it did yeah so we did that for about um, a year and then one of uh, good money or no 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 good money I mean we were working with big brands look yeah. this is um, the best marketer you can get and the best salespeople you can get okay two of the best okay. from that company so <laughs> that's quite the statement <laughs> i know okay i know so we are known all over the market um we would literally just get orders from phone calls like hey i have this brand give me an order you know all that so we they were really connected in that sense and i was really good with the marketing so we got contracts uh, from companies like uh, pz Cassons east africa which is a huge company in East Africa. They do mostly, um, you know, soaps, uh, bathing soaps, perfumes, and all those things. Uh, We also worked with a company called Alex Africa Limited. So they were importing sunflower oil from the UK, uh, but then they were stuck with them in the warehouse because listing a product in Kenya, again, is a challenge. So you really have to know your stuff. There's lots of competition, especially pricing and all that. So we told them, look, uh, we can clear this product from the warehouse for you, uh, but we need uh, to sign a certain contract. So I came up with a proposal and we were paid 
like on a weekly basis, basically, which is um, rarely ever happens in Kenya because in Kenya mostly people are paid at the end of the month. Okay. So that's just it's how it's always been. Unless you're working for say maybe an American company, then you get the weekly payments. But it's very normal to have monthly salary at the end of the month. Okay. Just like here in Bahrain. Okay. Yeah. So we had this. Um, S- but but explain. Th- sorry, I'm just going to mm-hmm. dig a little deeper. Yeah. So you get these clients who would phone you in. Yeah. And they were trying for procurement. They were looking f- to buy stock of X thing and then sell it, or were they calling up? for your sales partner to mm-hmm. sell that item or are they calling up you mm-hmm. to, to go and make an event or mm-hmm. PR or, mm-hmm. or how? So this is a company that um, had an idea and okay. they said, look, we're going to import sunflower oil into into Kenya. Kenya sure. So it came all the way to the warehouse. They had a, a sales team in place, but then for some reason, you know, some products move faster than others. And so salespeople tend to concentrate on products that move faster than the sure. ones that are stuck. So you had dead so stock. Yeah, so you had dead stock right there, and it was a really good quality product. Like you, li- you could literally take um, the oil and sure. put it in the freezer, and it wouldn't freeze. Okay. So like really good quality. Vegetable oil in general is really bad for your health, but that's another Obviously. subject. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Okay. So what we would do is. Um, we, we told them, look, instead of you, uh, fine, we're gonna list the product in supermarkets, but then we need a place where we can move volumes. So why not approach the hotels directly? Okay. Yeah. So okay. So we approached the five-star hotels, you know, Safari Park and, uh, you know, Hilton. You just wanted to upload that stock. Yeah. There we go, yeah. okay. So we started like, you know, the product started moving, people are buying like 4,000, 5,000 liters a month and all that. Oh shit! So they had to restock it then. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, and, and they, they gave us a good price as well. So yeah, so that started moving. Okay. And yeah, so that's how we and we our names start started getting known, and then some of the companies would contact us about um, short expiries, like they have like a six month short expiry because in Kenya when uh, products are short expiry, at some point they have to be destroyed. Obviously, they're not allowed on the shelf after the short expiry period. Do they get destroyed or they get then put into animal feed? Um, at that time, uh, they used to get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, they used to get destroyed. I don't know how exactly and where exactly, but I remember there was like people from the the city council who would come and like just do some take part. it, I was sell too the busy label. To like, yeah. No, 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 no. So yeah, take it, change yeah. the label, put it back on. Don't matter. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we'll never do that. <laughs> but yeah, so we. Um, um, where was I? You were talking about sunflower seed oil, selling it to hotels. They're yeah. making up crazy margins. Yes, they, yes. You made a good price. What what kind of price were we talking? What kind of margins do we normally talk about in um, Kenya? Um, margins would be. Um, I honestly, I can't remember at that uh, particular... If you, uh, gut feeling. Were you selling it at twice the expense that you're... Were you making about 100% or just like a little bit where it's like 30%? Um, mostly, yeah, 30%. Around there. Yeah, around okay. there. So people normally play around from like 15 to like 30% depending on, you know... Well, exactly it depends on the good, right? Yeah. And how exclusive it is yeah. and the entry of the market exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like if you were the only supplier in Kenya that was selling sunflower yeah. seed, then you could sell theoretically yeah. at any price point. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we did that uh, for a while and then 
uh, one of us, um, so we were three of us, so um, we ended up splitting at some point, and then I continued with my own uh, marketing consultancy firm, registered a new company, and continued my thing. So I got a contract with this, um, again, someone who would imported um, vacuum space-saving bags. Why is it always vacuums? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My grandfather used to go after the war knocking on doors to sell vacuums door to door. Yeah? It always is vacuums. The vacuum space-saving bags? No, he would sell, he would, he, he, so before he owned a petrol station, yeah. or worked at a petrol station, yeah. uh, just after the war, he would go from like front door to front door, knock, and yeah. then try to sell vacuum cleaners like the full function ones mm -hmm. right this yeah. is years and years of back ago yeah. but every time we have someone on they bring up vacuum cleaners I for know. some reason <laughs> I, I don't know okay so you were selling bags for vacuum cleaners yeah not bags for vacuum cleaners do you know the space saving vacuum bags like the um, so you have like a duvet and you don't have much space in your wardrobe so you put the duvet in suck out all the air shrinks uh, saves you space, protects the contents from mildew, dust, insects. Have you ever seen that? Uh, this is going to upset the feminists out there. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a guy. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I've never, I don't explore these things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it was basically a space-saving um, solution. And again, took it to hotels because... Um, they're linens, yeah. you know, so they buy pillows, linens, all these things in bulk. They end up stocking them in stores and sometimes the stores get mildew and like no one has been there for ages and all that. So by the time they get to remove them, they have like stains and all that. So solution. Were they selling good? Yeah, they were. Obviously, it was a new concept in Kenya, but mm -hmm. then uh, it came at that contract specifically came at such a wrong time when we were just about to ban plastic bags. And then guess what? The material is plastic. Oh, great. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, great. Wasn't as much fun it as it was supposed to be. But I managed to move some stocks. Yeah. So, yeah. Then but good. no reorder. Uh, no. Exactly. Not really. That's none. Yeah. So I did that uh, for some time and other brands as well. And then um, one of these days I was just at home, seated, and my sister was working here in Bahrain. Uh, she was working for Gulf Air. And how did your sister end up in Bahrain? Uh, she got a job. Uh, she was recruited, uh, I think, from Kenya mm -hmm. uh, by Gulf Air. Mm -hmm. uh, this was in probably 2014 if I can remember correctly, because she's been all over the world. She worked for Etihad Airways and she worked for Gulf Air. So she's been flight attendant for a long time. Okay, so one so sister went to become a marketing guru and the other sister ended up becoming a, a flight a, a yes. guru. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So my sister was here in Bahrain. My brother was also here in Bahrain, still is. So he's in the hotel industry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everybody... Any the hotel, hotel we know or not... Yeah, uh, he works for Seven Holdings, uh, Bagatelle. Can you type in Bagatelle so people... It's can fairly new, Bagatelle. Fairly new? I, I, very I, interesting concept. I mean, I, I'm not very much an extrovert. Yeah? So I don't go out a lot. So I, I, don't, I don't know these, these things.
That looks nice. Yeah. Oh, the one next to Four Seasons. Not Four Seasons, sorry. It's next to Ritz. No. It's yeah, this is th that one up there. That, that go up. Isn't that next to the Ritz Galton? That hotel there? Is it not? It is? Yeah, it is. Can uh, you show it on the map? Yeah, see, it's right next to Ritz Galton. Okay, I'm not good at directions. <laughs> <laughs> right, see, Bank Hotel, and then there, there you go, Trade of Vicks. Oh, yeah. Relight House, something there. Yeah, no, that's, you're that's right. exactly where it is. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank you, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, so my brother was here, my sister was here, and I was I understand how your, how your sister came here, because there's a flight attendant finding jobs, blah, 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 she got here. How yeah. did your brother end up here, though? Uh, same. Like, he, um, my sister was here, my okay. brother was uh, with me in, in Kenya. In Kenya, at the time. Yeah, at the time. And I was working, during this whole period of time, I was working for this um, isotonic company and all, like, just sure, doing sure. my marketing thing. Okay. And uh, he came to visit. He basically wanted to find out, you know, how is Bahrain, if it's something that he would want to do. Because he'd just come back from China. He had studied aeronautical engineering. Okay. So, so yeah. So he, ca he came to Bahrain for a while and he liked it and ended up uh, going for interviews, got a job and started working. Uh, okay, we have to take your brother one day into the podcast as well. Because <laughs> I want to know how a man from Kenya ends up studying in China, especially era engineering of all things, and I then know. ends up working in a hotel. I don't I understand th these these rationalities. You and me both. Okay, <laughs> I, I understand. Okay, <laughs> so confusing. So your sister, because I have trouble believing your sister convinced uh -huh. your brother, uh -huh. because she's, a, she's, God bless her, but as a flight attendant, she's constantly traveling. Yeah. Right? So you wouldn't like, if, if your friend who's a flight attendant tells mm -hmm. you like, oh, this city is really nice. Uh -huh. What does that mean? She doesn't spend more than two days a week in that city. No, no, no. Like my sister was, um, not was, is still like, she's a very lively person. Okay. So she would like, you know. Go crazy. Go to, not crazy. <laughs> go to like, um, I mean, she was a party, she's a party, like a party animal and all that. Okay. But at the same time was also very, um, you know, serious when it comes to her job. Like one of those people who would never miss a day of work, okay. like ever. But when you find her passing, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> and she would, you know, the whole thing. But that's not very Bahrain though, is it? It is. No, it isn't. That's <laughs> Dubai. That's No, it's about like, it, it just depends. What On I've where you go, is that what yeah. you're saying? No, no, no. With the kind of friends you have. What I've realized about Bahrain is it's all about the kind of friends you have. Sure. Because there are people who spend their their days like at home and just chilling, and there are people who go crazy every other weekend, and we all in the same island. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's places to go if you have the people to go with. Name it. Go on. Um, Name me one. Name me three. Name me three. There's Gerada Island. You can go to uh, Amwaj. You can go to. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, those, but isn't that island, like, like don't they close or something, like, in the middle of the night? Don't they close, like, at nine or something? I mean, yeah, but then, like, there's, you can always go. <laughs> you know, it dep again, it depends. If you, if you are one person and you just go by yourself, you're obviously going to get bored. But then you have a group of friends, they have barbecue and all that. Then you go together, it's fun. In winter, maybe. But in summer? Where it's like 45 degrees and the sun is just sh obviously, hitting on your head? Obviously, you don't go like during the day, so in okay. the evening. 
You're not convincing me on this. You're not convincing me at this at all, at all. It de- it depends on the kind of friends you have, honestly. Okay. It, it all depends. That's what I've come to learn. Okay. But yeah. So so your your sister then messages yeah. your brother says you know what this Amwell Island stuff like that yeah. it's the killer yeah you gotta come yeah and just come visit if you don't because at that time he was waiting to do like he was getting he was supposed to get uh, some license for the aeronautical engineering board in Kenya and all that okay so he was waiting like he'd applied and was waiting for something I don't know what. And uh, so I would imagine if you studied in China, they should like they should just like accept it like that. D- Chinese are like so hardworking in their education. I like know. there's so many people commit suicide both in Japan and China from from like just yeah. not getting a good grade. Even even India is 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 yeah. mental notorious for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I'm surprised. Like the kid, the <laughs> regulation was like, well, this guy clearly came from China, so yeah. he must know. It, he was my brother was trying to explain to us something about the kind of. I don't know, engineering that he had done was, I don't know, not the same with whatever was av- already available in Kenya, something like that. And why that didn't he just stay in China then? Um, Difficulty, I guess? Not not even that. I, I think, he, so in our family, like, you choose where you want to go, like, after high school. Yeah. So that's what he chose. He chose China. I get that, but why yeah. didn't he stay in China then? I don't know. I think after graduation, he really just wanted to come back home. Yeah, he was sick and tired of the Chinese. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, so he did that. And yeah, so he came to Bahrain, ended up liking it. He actually traveled really light because he didn't know he was going to come back. And then he just ended up, he just stayed. Oh. (laughs) 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 His visa got, you know. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, so he's here. So, uh, so, so he's okay, so so your sister then calls him, being like, yo, this place is the shit, yeah. come over, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And did your, did your brother then go through LinkedIn or whatever to find a job here, or he just like showed up no, for a holiday No, he came first? to visit. Okay. He literally came to visit, like that was the plan. Like okay. he had like a return ticket, so come visit and then go back and then okay. decide if you like it or not. Okay. So all of a sudden he's like you know obviously my sister is traveling and all and all that so uh-huh. he's mingling with people around and they're like dude you can actually get a job if you want like really because he was he was supposed to be here for like i think three weeks or something okay so he took a longer holiday good for him yeah okay so then he in between he you know converted his visa from tourist to resident i was like whoa okay so he's staying and at that time i was also supposed to join in the trip but i was too busy with my marketing firm and my marketing things what year is this we're talking about this is in 2018 oh that's pretty recent okay 20 no actually 20 my brother came here well i think 2017 2018 okay okay because i i came in no it can't be 2018 should be maybe 2016 I, I don't know, because you told me you've no, been no, here for 12 tw- years. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. no, I haven't been here for 12 years. Okay. I've been in marketing if for, 12 for more, years. Than more than 11 years. years yeah. For sure. yeah, but uh, I came to Bahrain in 2019. Okay. February 2019. So if he came in 2016, that must mean like what? You, he was already here for three years. Yeah, before okay. I came. I think three or four years. Okay. If I can remember correctly. Yeah. So then I came... My coming to Bahrain was actually very um, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so my uh, sister was, um, uh, you know, hanging out with a group of friends. And out of them, there was this South African uh, who was a coffee guy. Very good coffee. I mean, 
really Can into coffee. Can you name the, the shop? Huh? Can you name the shop? Uh, the shop is called Kofia. Look it up. Kofia. Very, very nice. Uh, At least you're doing the shop now a favor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Kofia in Sif. So Sif. that was, so he, he, the South African was the one who uh, kind of started the concept. Okay. Uh, you know, more like an... White South African or Black South Black African? Black South African. Okay, good yeah. for him. Yeah, and he was uh, he was a partner in this company. So we had a coffee roastery, which okay. was called Marimba Roastery. Okay. Then this was a coffee shop that was owned by Marimba. Is it good coffee? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Really good. So they're the ones who started the concept of specialty coffee in Bahrain, or among the first ones who started it. Okay. So, so when I came to Bahrain in 2019, it was such a big deal, and everybody was going all into specialty coffee, you know, um, single origins and people you know, really love that shit, thing. don't they? I know they do. They Unbelievable. Do. <laughs> they do. So the roastery was in Rifa. Okay. And I was uh, employed as a business development uh, manager, basically. Wait, wait, wait! Before we go to that, so your you you your brother moved here three years three yeah. years before you. Yeah. Right. You were still working in Kenya. You're still doing your your consultancy. Yeah. And then it's things developed. He convinced you then to come, or was it your sister more convinced you? So he he was seated with my, like my sister and some other friends. Sure. They're having I don't know whatever they were having. Sure. And this guy mentions uh, I'm looking for you know like a really good marketing person or salesperson. Like I have this roastery I just started, and I need someone who can move volumes. And my sister just casually says, "Yeah, my sister, look up her LinkedIn profile." Okay. And. He's like, really? So he checks me out and all that. He's like, um, you know what? Let's, uh, we'll see. We'll yeah, exactly. See. If yeah. somebody tells me to hire their brother or sister, yeah, yeah. I'd also be like, yeah. you know. Obviously, obviously. So he checks out my profile and he's like, uh, I think she's overqualified. Like, you have to, uh, are you sure she's going to be able to come in? I mean, this is a startup and all that. And, you know, it's obviously going to be lower than what she's getting paid and all that. What, what, okay, what was the price difference? When you came to Bahrain, can you say how much you were earning compared to how much you were earning in, in Oh in my Kenya? God, in my consultancy firm, I was making at least, at least four to 5,000 on a BD, okay. on, a, on, a, like on a bad because month. Because if you said, uh, what is currency in Kenya again? Kenya shillings. Kenya shillings. So yeah. if you told me four to 5,000 Kenyan shillings, I wouldn't know what that means, but yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> BD. Okay. So, um, and but that was split by two, though. Uh, what's that? You were split. If you you mean the firm made four to five thousand, or do you mean that was your salary four to five thousand? No, no, no. That was what my company was was making. making right. So because you said month. you had a partner, so you would have had to split that. Uh, no, at that time I was on my own. Oh, that was so remember own. we split oh, at some okay. point. So and I was running <laughs> this one one woman one man show operation for like about a year okay and then uh so the kenyan elections happened and mm -hmm. this is where this whole gap came in and where i was like okay you know what i have to go so this is what happened uh, after the kenyan elections obviously being a small company you deal with you know uh, small companies as well or mostly companies that are new into the market and all that so again i had gotten contracts with a few companies one of them uh, was introducing something called uh tire bands into the Kenyan market. Okay. I know I've dealt with some interesting, uh, very unique I don't know what brands. they are, but I'll agree with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tire bands. So basically the concept is it's an aluminum band. You put it on the rim of a car, on the, on the tire. Okay. So that when the tire bursts, in case it bursts or anything, 
so the rubber doesn't get off the rim. But doesn't that mean so that like that'll des- if that'll destroy the roads though, doesn't it? Uh, destroy the what? Roads. No. Because it's aluminium. That's metal, isn't no, it? No, no, no. You don't put it over. It's inside. Inside. Okay. Inside. Okay. I get you. I get you. I get you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's clicking now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On the tube uh, kind of tires, not tubeless ones. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that kind of concept. So, the concept is when you put the band on it, when um, in case there's an accident or a tire bust. So, what causes the accident is when the car rolls over. Okay. Right? So, with that, it kind of, <coughs> you, you can run for like kilometers and kilometers with just a flat tire and it wouldn't hurt the rim of the car because of that whole thing uh, it kind of holds the rubber to the rim something like that okay so that was the concept so uh, i was doing that and then i was i also had a contract with this uh, crisps company okay or chips some people call them chips okay so again it was a brand new company after the kenyan elections obviously uh, being that there were newer companies in the market, we were the ones who were hit hardest, and then Things everything changed. just went. It is not what it good. is. good, and I had a team of about fifteen people. Oh wow! By that okay. Time. Yeah. So some of them were, uh, you know, casuals. That like I would call on them whenever there's lots of work. But then I had like nine permanent staff. Okay. By that time. And so they were very close to me, and sometimes I would bring them over to my house, like have coffee and all that. And one of these days, like in December, I remember very clearly, this is like December 2018, mm-hmm. they came to my house, they're like, Sheila, look, where things have been bad, we've not been paid for this much. And I'm like, guys, you know, I've been talking to these people and they're not paying us again. Like, what are we gonna do? They said, look, we have families, we have, all these things and Christmas is a big deal in Kenya. Some people travel, go up country and all that. So I said, okay, I, uh, I was staying near a mall. Mm. So just drove to the mall, emptied out my account. Oh shit. And just distributed like here, 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 here. Like all my savings, everything I just give. Okay. Then I went back to the house like, Had a breakdown? Yeah, what did I just do? And then surprisingly, about like two or three days later is when my sister just randomly calls and she's like, look, uh, I was talking to this guy like about two, three days ago and he's like looking for someone and like I sent them your LinkedIn profile. So I don't know if they like you, they will call you. I'm like, okay. So in the meantime, I'm like, okay, so I need to start um, maybe finding a job or whatever it is. (laughs) So then I, they, they actually called from here in Bahrain and I got interviewed like on Skype. Okay. So it was like questions and questions and obviously, um, you know, things like you're from the Kenyan market, how are you gonna manage in the Bahrain market? These people speak Arabic and all that, how are you gonna manage? You know, so I, I said, look, if I- it depends, obviously it's coffee. Yeah. And you can always, um, you know, coffee is kind of like a universal kind of language like everybody just doesn't Kenya produce coffee beans they do we actually one of the biggest, biggest suppliers expo- exporters yeah. of coffee okay that's such a weird question to yes. ask as a coffee <laughs> business I know I know it's like hello I'm Kenyan that's so <laughs> weird okay okay yeah so I ended up satisfying their answers and I came to Bahrain and 
it was actually very fast. Like within, I think, two or three weeks I was here. Okay. Yeah, so started, uh, so we would roast the coffee. Obviously, being that Bahrain is very, very hot, we would roast the coffee like at night. Yeah, because like the temperatures are like... I, I don't know the coffee process, so I'll just agree with you. Yeah. So I, I'm not from Kenya, so I don't know coffee no, as clearly as you do. This is here in Bahrain. Yes, I know, I yeah. know, I yeah, know. Yeah. I said I'm not a Kenyan oh yeah, okay. from origin, so why would I know how coffee is made? <laughs> okay, so coffee mostly comes in like, so there's green beans, so it's green in color. Yeah. If you, if you Google raw coffee beans, you'll see the color. Then once it's roasted, uh, it, it cracks and okay. becomes brown and lets out this really nice aroma. Yeah, so that's how the whole coffee thing works. So you, you bring in the raw material from wherever, yeah, the coffee business world, right? Yeah, from all, over, yeah, world, from all right? over, from Uganda, from Rwanda, from... Um, South Nic America has also some yeah. coffee beans, don't they? Yeah, Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then so you, 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 and then you roast it? Yeah, but I wasn't the roaster. No, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. But how long, how long is the process takes between picking it mm -hmm. and roasting it? Picking, I wouldn't know, but I know the roasting, roasting process part. approximately uh, how long it takes. Okay, because I'm just wondering in my head, does it does it make a difference to the quality of the coffee, if how long you let the 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 bean dry? Dry. Yeah, it obviously does. I mean, the uh, roasters would have more knowledge on this part. More knowledge about that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And so, what what were you doing at the coffee then? business development which means I was finding cafes in Bahrain where we would supply the roasted coffee to mm -hmm. so we would we would do like a whole solution so remember we were supplying coffee to Kofia that coffee shop in Sif which was uh, um, obviously owned by Marimba which is the roastery and then my job was to find other coffee shops to supply to Okay, 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 okay. So that coffee place what was is a subsidiary of, of a roastery. Yes. And that roastery supplies different places here in Bahrain. Yes. Okay, I get you. Yes. Okay. So yeah, so um, I would find coffee shops in Bahrain that want, and obviously you wouldn't go for like the Starbucks and uh, brands like that because obviously they have their own suppliers. So you would want uh, specialty coffee shops, you know, these standalone coffee shops, you know. Yeah, so that was the target market. Okay, so and, and how did that sale call work? Give me an ex Let's pretend, let's, let's reenact, right? I'm a coffee house, <laughs> I do coffee in Bahrain, I own a shop, blah, 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 mm -hmm. right? Do you come through the front door or do you give me a call? Um, usually I used to, so I had like a file and I, w I had like samples in there, like in small sachets with like their names and like, you know, single origin, like whatever brands they were and a price list. And being that- um, By the way, that cigar is for you if you want to smoke a cigar, just as an FYI. <laughs> we give it to all our guests. Oh, okay. Just um, in case. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't, but yeah. Okay, Thanks. well, uh, yeah. yeah. Just Okay, so 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 sorry for interrupting you. So you you have your sachets of different coffees. Yeah. In a in a in a file thingy. Okay. And with the price list. So being that most coffee shop owners would visit the coffee shops in the evening, obviously during the day it's too hot to have coffee. So then I would 
Yeah, in Bahrain, apparently, I found out. What are you, what are you saying? So many people this have iced coffee. This was in 2019, okay? I was new. Okay. So I was just dealing with what I am seeing at the time. Did they, <laughs> did, was Kenya not big into iced coffees at the time when you were living there? Uh, actually, Kenya, funnily enough, we are a big exporter of coffee, but people love tea. We are not coffee people. Was, was, wait, was Kenya f part of the French colony or part of the British colony? British. That maybe explains that. Mm. Okay. So we are big coffee people. I mean, big tea people. So like breakfast, tea and bread. Okay. Just normal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so I would prospect mostly in the evenings. Why? Because, again, it's easier to get the decision makers during that time. If I go during the day, it's like, ah, the boss will come at 6 or the boss will come at 7 or you know, and I want to speak to the decision makers. Okay, so, so you go to the easier. coffee shop, I imagine? I go, I just walk in. You just walk in, yeah. I go to the counter, like I want to order, then I just ask. Hello, what would you like to yeah. order? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's you. Okay. <laughs> I say, hi, my name is Sheila from this and this company. Is there someone I can speak to about coffee supply? Yeah, sure, go on. Yeah, so then they would uh, tell me, oh, they'll go to the bar, can call that person, then... Hello, how can I help you, <laughs> Sheila? <laughs> my staff tells me you have coffee? <laughs> Hi, my name is Sheila from uh, XYZ Company. Um, I have a few coffee samples that I would like to show you. Oh, do perfect. You yeah. Do you guys, uh, I, do you currently have a uh, specific supplier who supplies you coffee right now? Whatever is the cheapest in the market is what we normally dump to our customers. <laughs> <laughs> Was that not how that worked? <laughs> Did those owners really care? <laughs> They did. No, I don't believe I mean, that. Especially about the price. That's why I like The price? Yeah, the definitely. Price, the price. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we have, uh, like, and most of them don't like to sign, uh, like, Long -term you know, contracts. contracts. Yeah. So it's all about if I supply you today and someone comes tomorrow with a cheaper price, then they, they, uh, they go on and it's, have yeah. they Even if you say, listen, you know what, if we sign a, a year-long contract, I promise you it's 20% cheaper, yeah. they'll just turn that around and say, no, yeah. why don't you just give me 20% discount? Exactly. Is that a contract exactly. now? <laughs> exactly. They're really tough to bargain with. And all yeah. That. Can so imagine. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, so ended up uh, doing that for a while. And, and what was your, what, did you have any, like, sign-up bonuses? For, as you, for no, let's I, was, I, was, I was, like, on a salary. Sure. And then plus... Commission? commission, yeah. And how much was commission? Twenty percent, ten percent. Um, uh, it was about. How much was it? If you tell it's me five percent, I'll be upset. No, it's not five. It was about ten percent. Ten percent. Okay. Yeah, did 10%. you negotiate, or did you just like they just offer ten, and I you're mean, like, I'm at done. At that time, I was just like, happy you know to what? get anything. I just want like a new start, a fresh start. I'll okay. figure it out as I go as I go on. Okay. So I did this until. Um, November of 2019. Remember February to November. And okay, 2019. So how long was normally was normally the s the sign up for that customer? Would they they would tell you, listen, we want like like X amount of mm -hmm. units. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So usually, uh, so what would attract them to us mostly was the fact that we were offering a package, not just supplying the coffee. We would train the baristas, you know, on coffee arts and all that latte, all that and then show them how to maintain the machine because most of these coffee shops you don't want to really see. is it that bad oh my god you don't like mm, no so we you can see my face i'm surprised yeah. by this information yeah so yeah so that is what was mostly attracting people to us so, so was this was the so so the the training was it was a lost leader in the sense of 
you were you were you were, you, so you, you, you were sign up you sign up with us sure then when we supply you the first uh, batch, batch maybe you want maybe i don't know 50 kilos to start with and how long would that last for me as a normal shop if it's a busy coffee shop a week a week yeah so you're coming to me every week to, to reorder yeah jesus yeah. okay yeah if it's a busy coffee shop like Kofia itself would so I'm seeing you coming through my door every week and we're having the same discussion and talking about what price you can give me this week no 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 okay <laughs> no no no. I okay. mean once we're past that obviously yeah. in the beginning and we've given you all this training and your baristas are now making coffee art and all that obviously you're happy so you want us to stay okay and once in a while we will just check in and the baristas would like go behind the counter you know make the shop a bit more lively and people would like come and like you know just make it nice amazing yeah so it was like a really nice concept there and what was your profit margins on these kind of things um i wasn't really dealing with that sure uh, at that time well i mean come <laughs> on i don't believe that for a second <laughs> i wasn't i, I genuinely then how wasn't. do you know how much commission you were making i don't know i was uh, i was selling the coffee and i was sure so they just told you what price to sell it at yeah they didn't tell you you can negotiate you know this is the ideal price we want to hit no, but he can go down to this price. No, at that time it was specific because that price that they picked sure. was uh, really good co um, comparing to the com competitors in the market. I mean, it was what, eight, nine? I think eight, eight BD per kilo. Okay. And mostly people are selling nine, 10, 11, okay. you know, 12. And this is single origins, specialty coffee. So. Okay. Yeah. So it was like what, like 400 BD a, a, a week that they were they were they were selling for hmm. per shop. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's so y y you did a full service. Were you selling machines as well, the coffee machines? No. That seems like a lost opportunity. I know, but at the time, remember, it's a uh, coffee roastery, so they wanna concentrate on the roasting part of the business, and then they also have a coffee shop on the side and this is i think i think my own theory so towards uh, sometime in november uh, we were just told by um, whoever was in charge of us at the time he came to us one of those evenings and he's like we're closing down yeah we we can't operate the uh, roastery anymore and so <laughs> you guys <laughs> <laughs> charge of the prices they knew the market price was 11 they were charging eight right they were happy to, to give that huge margin discount they're running a coffee shop which is i mean that to me is is Look, crazy they, they 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 wanted to keep okay so um according to what i know so okay. the, the the owners those like i think four owners all different nationalities okay including the south africans Okay. And um, at some point, they did not really agree with each other's management style and what they wanted to keep and what they wanted to dispose. Oh, my God. So they decided to keep the coffee shop and where were we working? The roastery. And so the roastery was... So the so roastery was wasn't making money, but the coffee shop was making money then? It was making money. It was just the management of the people who are now under us did not manage things correctly. And so... That ended up uh, as much as we were working hard and like bringing in the clients and all that. It's 
it's all, it's all about management, right? But my, my other concern is, right, mm -hmm. through every additional customer that you sign up mm -hmm. is, is obviously an, an additional customer that is then, then as every additional customer that you add on to your to your customer sheet mm -hmm. is one less available in the market, obviously, which doesn't matter so much if you're in US, Canada, mm -hmm. uh, Kenya, Saudi Arabia, but in a country that only has like 1.6 million people, Right, there's That's only so many coffee shops. Exactly. Till you've you've hit every coffee shop. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's just I would say it is just. How many coffee shops are there in Bahrain, by the way, Dan? Can you look that up? There's so many. I don't think there's that many. There are really many, like tiny, tiny ones. Yeah. There's there's there are so many. Yeah, but from a supply, like if you're a supplier who supplies coffee bean. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you're 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 not gonna run out in a year. Like uh, there has to be like, how many coffee businesses are there? There that one maybe is that is that Bahrain centered? Well, that's UK. UK doesn't have any. What what, what are we gonna do with the UK? That we don't need the UK. <laughs> how many coffee shops in Bahrain? What about if you just type in coffee shops uh, into Google Maps? And then just like if you if you just count how many num count how many coffee shops show up on one page and then multiply it by x amount of pages, that'll give you a rough estimate, no? And remember, this includes. All right, Dan will do the math and we'll keep talking. Yeah, uh, that includes the Tim Hortons and the Caribou Coffee and the New York, and those are not the ones we were targeting. Sure, 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 sure. So yeah. But if I'm a roastery, I'd be targeting as many places, and I'd be begging and trying <laughs> to get that Starbucks, right? <laughs> But you, but you can't, because these people have their own franchise suppliers. Franchise suppliers. Exactly. So there's really like no going there. So there's ten pages, Dan. Yeah, about two hundred. So about two hundred coffee shops. That's not that many. Oh, there's more than <laughs> pages. Okay. There's many. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not that many. If you're a supplier from a roastery, I mean, two hundred shops. That's that's not a lot. Um, and it was also a small roastery, so not very big. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're screwed both ends because they're not buying that much supply and <laughs> there's not many <laughs> customers. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so you, 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 you get that phone call, they're telling you, listen, what? we don't need your services anymore. Yeah, we're, so this we're is November 2019. Where so. do we go now? So at that time I'm staying in Jufay mm -hmm. and I'm staying in Jufay and I'm like, okay, so yeah. So they tell us, look, we are not monsters. We're going to give you three months oh, that's to nice find a job. <laughs> 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 Industry standard. That's nice. Okay, cool, right. cool, cool. So we, uh, yeah, so it was um, myself and um, another white South African guy. I don't wait, wait, your brother was working at a hotel, no? Yeah. You could have easily sold that fucking guy to go. Mm, no, I see, that's the thing about me. I, I've never... I tried actually during that period. It's like it's a whole thing. Sure. So, um, I tried applying for like marketing jobs and all that, and I wasn't getting any. I attended some interviews and all that, and it's just. And what do you think was stopping you? Um, they mostly wanted Asian. Really? Yeah, Asian. Any uh, specific Asian? Filipino? Specific? No, specifically Indians. Really? For sales. Yes. I mean, our boys are from Sri Lanka. Yeah, for the for the kind of interviews that I attended, so like hotels and, you know, it, mostly that's what they wanted. And then the other 
thing that was disqualifying me is I don't speak Arabic. <laughs> okay, you can rectify the Arabic part. I mean, how long does it take to learn? Like six months? I know. So then, but at that time, remember, it's everything has been going well. This is like November. Okay. So, and then, so November, December, January, and then the pandemic in from March. Okay. So all the way <laughs> until around what? The whole of 2020 basically was the pandemic. So during that time is when I started, you know, doing these online free courses just to keep busy and all that. Okay. And that's when I learned about programmatic advertising and, you know, started getting more into, you know, digital marketing. Okay. Yeah. So, so sorry to interrupt you. So, so we're three months into, into we're th we're you have three months to find a new yeah. empl employment, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And and I ended up so my at that at this time so my sister was still here remember in Bahrain sure still working for with Gulf Air sure and my brother was also like they they convinced me like you know just find anything for now and then later you can change and all that sure and so I came to a point where I was like almost giving up <laughs> in marketing and I was like okay fine I'm gonna apply for like a marketing I, I mean a waitress position okay and I did. So I applied for a waitress at the Gulf Hotel. Okay, but you were f you were fucked anyways. And a year later, it was COVID. Yeah, but <laughs> like <laughs> okay, yeah, before, yeah. before. Yeah, so you're be 19, but COVID started 20, 2020? 2019. 2019. No, 2020, no, 2020 March. 2020. It started March. in 2020. Exactly. So if you're 2019, you're working at a, as a waitress, you only got about a year before you're, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then um, I, I actually got the job at the Gulf Hotel. And How um, was working it by there, by the way? I, I, I didn't get to start working there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm you so know, sorry. One of those, one of those. And they were really nice people. Like, I was honest on the, in the interviews. Like, look, I don't have a background in waitressing at all but I'm a very quick learner, I'm willing to learn, la 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 la. And at that time they were just opening the new um, restaurant Fusions by Tala. I was supposed to report like in a, I think a, a week. And then, uh, so during the weekend, so my brother came to my house like to, you know, show me how to hold the tray and all that. And I remember carrying the um, okay. tray like from the kitchen to like the living room and like, is this really what I want to do? Okay. <laughs> like, no. So I ended up um, sending a very nice message to the HR. Remember, I had a contract already, like. Four and how much was the contract? Can you say? One fifty B. One fifty B. Woo! That's painful. I know. Okay. So yeah. So um. But yeah, I mean hey. that's basically like what they start with, especially if you don't have any experience okay. and all that. But so you have like if you're a graduate and you have like experience in marketing. I mean, right I yeah, but okay. not in that industry. You know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive into it too deeply. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, by the way, for people watching, 150 is about 300 and something dollars. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so you you messaged HR before yeah. you even started. So yeah. you burnt that bridge. Yeah. I just <laughs> said, uh, you know, thank you for the opportunity. La 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 la. I would like to explore other areas in my, you know, career and all that. And yeah. So I just decided, no, I'm sticking to marketing because again. Um, People say like in Bahrain, once you shift, it's difficult to come back to like what you were doing. I don't know. That's just the word I don't around. Know people are saying that. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's nonsense. But go on. Yeah. So I ended up so not working there, 
And so during this time, I did lots of you know, online courses and all that. Because again, it's the pandemic. Th there's nothing you can do. So my online marketing, like legit things, like you go to the Google Digital Garage and you do your digital marketing course okay. or Udemy, you know, okay. or Coursera, you know. So I did quite a bit of those courses here and there. And like just to build my CV, because there's nothing you can do. It's the pandemic. There's no one is doing anything. So... Um, I did that until um, the pandemic ended and so this is about October October 20 October 2020 yeah October 2020 so again during this time before the pandemic I was you know networking and all that so in October so how were you making ends meet my savings okay yeah okay yeah, that's the one thing that really helped me during that time. Okay. So then... Um, so one thing you can tell people, right, is to make sure uh, yeah. to, to save as yeah. much as possible. You never know. You, you never know. You literally never know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then so you were, you were doing online courses until when? Until uh, October, October 2020, when... Uh, so already so full COVID, everything already is yeah. full going. Yeah. Okay. So then in October, one of these... Um, <coughs> um, so I kept obviously sending my CVs all over like to the people that I knew I had uh, I had done a bit of networking and one of these uh, people called me uh, from uh, Go Communications and they told me this so they were working with this dance school called Victoria Dance School in Hamala and they were looking for a social media marketing person manager. slash admin you know okay. just to they didn't want to use manager because that's more salary okay obviously yeah you yeah. never put the word manager okay <laughs> so that's yeah. a big tip for people out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah so i worked there uh, right now they've rebranded they're actually called go amplify go communication such such the world that's the wrong website i think danny boy yeah go to go amplify it's called go amplify now yeah so were you in charge with with the name change, or was that after your, your no, 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 after no. your tenure? No, no, no. I actually no. I I don't have any um, connections anymore with him. Not gonna give myself any credit for their rebranding and all that. But they're they're really good uh, in terms of uh, you know video videography, photography, um, social media marketing. I'm gonna management. push back on that. <laughs> Look at this. I, I mean, will not believe I mean, you that guys you guys are a production house but you don't do social media never, marketing never do you? we don't we don't do anything with clients and we will never do anything with clients exactly so that's that's what they do that's like their specialty yeah but yeah still. worked with the victoria dance managing their social media um and also uh the other little admin stuff like fitting uniforms and talking to on incoming you know parents converting them to what was your what was your position what was what was your day-to-day -day? what were you doing so um because uh, i understand what they're doing i just understand yeah, how yeah. that fit with you yeah. yeah so uh so basically um so go was their social media agency so they would post stuff and all that and i would respond to people so inquiries and whatnot so respond uh, and basically convert them into students. So during that time, I what? converted 30, uh, 30 students. 
Oh, sorry. Okay. Wait. What? You have social media, okay. right? You post your offers or whatever it is. Um, okay. Communicating about the dance studio and all that. Okay. So now we're talking about dance studio. Yeah. Not about Go. Whatever no. communications. Go was the link for me to work with the dance studio. So, okay, I'm just trying to understand how, how that worked. So you applied to a job at Go Studio, Go Communications. Yes, yes. And they're like, yeah, one of our companies yeah. that we work with yeah. needs someone ASAP. Okay, now it makes more sense. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but they tell me, look, this is not the position that you want right now, but it's the pandemic. So you can just take it for now and see how that goes. Funny how that always happens no. to you, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. I guess I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I did that uh, for th about three months. Again, remember, kept sending out my CVs and all that because it was a beautiful dance studio and all that, just not my my thing, you know? Very nice. Can they you say how much you were earning at this point? Was it better than the 150 from the... On, uh, I mean, yeah, it was better than the 150, but still not... Not what you wanted. Yeah, not not my, you know... What you deserve, let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah, not what I deserve. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so you were with the the dance studio for three months. Three months. And what what initiatives did you do? What kind of things were you? I brought in thirty new students okay. converted from social media. Mashallah, Alek, good job. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, can I ask you how you got those thirty students? Did you do through? I mean, DMs. As, a, as I said, uh, the DMs that were coming in, I was like on the clock like the whole time so i was talking to them you know encouraging encouraging them to come for trials you know okay so because I'm, I'm wondering in my head like how 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 did you how did you uh, how did you get 10 customers okay. every, every month for three months yeah, 30 yeah. people right yeah was it was it because again look they they post um content like content on social media mm -hmm. right people respond to the content mm -hmm. like on the comments or on our inbox. Mm -hmm. So when they go to the inbox and they ask questions, like, so how much is it for like a three-year-old? And I would respond okay. and, you know, give them the, you know, the pricing and all that. And I'll tell them, hey, why don't you come for a trial, one class, okay. see if, they, if, they, if your daughter likes it. And then from there we can talk about the uniforms and all that. And they would come like okay. on a Saturday class and, you know, obviously uh, paid a paid class okay and most of them would end up liking it and okay. the next day they would come for like registration and i would process them the whole thing okay so the reason i'm asking these questions is because people of our audience yeah. are often business owners or other things like that yeah and so when you say stuff like we grow like 30 additional contents or 10 yeah. percent per year 10 percent 10 people per, per per month yeah they're obviously then going to ask well how do you grow yeah. that that's why yeah. i'm asking and so and so, th so now for people who are watching, always like pay attention to your D D DMs, respond as quickly as possible. Exactly. And if you can't do it yourself, then set up a bot. They're not that expensive. They're not that difficult. Yeah. And it's it's pretty easy, and especially for routine questions like how much does it cost? Yeah. What are your opening hours and stuff like that? Yeah. You can optimize all that stuff. That's where people fail a lot. Like you post an ad, and then people ask how much, how much, how much, and then you just don't respond. So you you're losing potential people. So you have to be, and it was. Literally, I was on the clock all the time because these are people asking and also I was handling all incoming calls at the same time, oh plus my God, all okay. working parents. Okay. Yeah, plus fitting uniforms in between the classes. You know, someone wants a new pair of tights or new pair of shoes or so it was like, so 
is a whole thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so from the business perspective, they yeah. were they were generating income through the service through the services of the dance studio. Yes. But also through selling the the reproducts. Yes. Or repro- reselling uh, existing products, which yes. are the uniforms. Yes. Because I don't think they manufactured it, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So resell. Yeah. So so yeah. So I did that, and uh, just towards the end of December, <laughs> again. From my networks from the previous years, I had sent some CVs around and all that. So one of these guys called me and they're like, Sheila, what are you doing? Like, I'm working in a dance studio right now. Like, do you like it there? Okay. <laughs> that was a friend though, right? <laughs> no, not a friend. Like A stranger. Someone, some, not a stranger. Someone I met through my networks. Okay, okay, okay. So okay because that's an odd way to reply to a job inquiry. <laughs> what are you doing right now? Working in a dance studio. Enjoying it? Nah. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a weird way. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> yeah, he uh, he told me um, we are. So the company uh, is called CNS International. So it was um, owned, and I'll tell you why I'm saying was. It was owned by Dr. Alex. Alex, um, he'd been here in Bahrain for oh, a period of time. Isn't he the one who also d- who did or w- was doing uh, Capital Club? He was involved with Capital Club. Do you, did you know him? Not personally, if that's what you're asking. Um, I, I, I think I, it might sure be him. I'm not sure if we're speaking about the same Alex, but the one I knew also did some stuff there. What, was he, uh, did, he, did he help run it or did, was he no. just a member? No. Then So we know two no. different people then. Yeah, to, yeah then two different because people. Because Capital Club so is closed now, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So Alex, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> the, uh, he, he was... He was um, um, I don't know how to describe him. He was really good with his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was running this um, legal consultancy firm mm-hmm. uh, here in Bahrain, and he'd been here for number of years. I think more than fifteen years. British. Uh, he was half, um, I think, half German, half German and half Canadian. Okay. I think. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm not wrong. You liked him so much that you don't remember where he's from. <laughs> no, no, he was he he really was a cool boss. Okay. Like, really cool and very knowledgeable and yeah, I like people who know things. Like you're, you're making it sound like stuff. he passed away, so I assume he, he passed did. away. He did. My condolences. He did in uh, in June of 2020, 2021. Okay, that must have been very difficult. Heart attack. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So so I had to learn all that I could within those six months because I started working with them in January till June. And and what were you doing with Dr. Alex? Uh, so I was marketing and PR manager. Okay, can you describe to me the day-to-day? Um, we, we've been through this multiple I know, times. I so, <laughs> so, uh, so this was a more of a legal consultancy firm and mostly focused on uh, company registrations in Bahrain. Okay. And he was also working with. Um, That's good money, isn't it? CRs. Yeah. Making uh, CRs is really, really good money. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so, company registrations and also um, working with. Um, what are these things called? Um, well, you're thinking that. Let me explain what CRs are to, p- yeah. to the audience. Yeah. Right. So, um, it's just basically is a company registration in order to operate here in Bahrain as a firm, you need a CR naturally. Uh, so with a CR, it usually requires you to have either an office space or some sort of commercial avenue where you're doing business. 
Most people were consultants in such forms don't really need an office or it's too expensive. And so what they hire then is either, a, not only a law firm, but you can also hire a law firm who, who will manage your, your CR listings and stuff like that. They will help you find an office space that you can rent or they'll manage your mailing lists, uh, mailing your mailbox so that you can apply for the CR, get your thing, then go and operate your business. That's yeah. close enough for a definition? Yes. Okay. That's good. Uh, business incubators. That's what I was thinking about. Okay. Yeah. 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 And business accelerators, all that. So he was also working with, so we were all working with all those guys, like um, Flat Six Labs and, uh, um, gosh. I've heard that name like like so many times now. Can you right? believe it? Always. Right? Uh, always. Right? It, it, Every entrepreneur who comes in here and sits in, the sh in, the, in that chair yeah. always talks about uh, six labs. Flat six, 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 six labs. Yeah. They're, they're, they've done quite well for themselves in terms of, you know, um, getting businesses to grow in Bahrain. You know, it's funny how, because you're into uh, photography and production, you notice things that, like, I don't, for me, uh, like, when I look at the website like this, it's fine. It's it's the functionality is there, the user experience. If I click on a button and it goes, then it's fine. But for you, the yeah, but that's just like things that you notice. But that's like the bare minimum, right? <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna, you're, you're, you're not. I mean, I would be concerned if the, uh, you know, the loading was slow or like, you know. No, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I do. Yeah. But, but loading speed and, and, and functionality only comes into play when it's aesthetically pleasing. If you're yeah. looking at a website that doesn't look good, you're not going to spend time on it, that's right? True, that's Regardless true. Regardless how fast the website is. Yes, that's true. Or how functioning it is. You're, yeah. you, you're, you'll be as quickly in and out, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you're not able to, to portray the, the full information. Like if, if I was the, the if my recommendation to this would be somehow introducing either a video on the, at the next page at the bottom, right next to the, the images gallery, mm -hmm. Uh, because a lot of people who are who are who are searching out or expanding or getting into this will mm -hmm. obviously not take the time to read. We don't. We're not any more reading generation. Yeah. People don't care about reading. Yeah. And so when I see Instagram <coughs> profiles that have a lot of text, I'm like, mm. you're not you're not using Instagram correctly. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so so. Um, so worked with um, CNS International for about six months until he. Uh, passed away passed away and you don't uh, you're not catching a break do you I know unfortunately okay. but I think I, I think I just did okay <laughs> so uh, I promise I won't shit on this company yeah <laughs> please don't please don't and um when the company got um I mean when he passed away obviously the company got shut down because um uh, it's just anyway it's just it's a long process whatever. yeah exactly yeah. so uh, there was another company though, which uh, was also operating, like was a sister company to CNS. So it was dealing more like with more local clients and all that, and that's Incorporate Bahrain WLL. Before we move to the next, with Dr. Alex, what were what were your day-to-day -day responsibilities? Oh, so I was um, basic. So they didn't. They had never had a marketing person before. Okay. So I had to, you know, introduce, you know, we have to start posting on Instagram and all that. We have to do our, you know. TikTok dances. 
No, no TikTok no, for business. No. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Not, not for the kind of company. I mean, it's a legal firm. Yeah, you, you, you do like a, like, like a lawyer dance or something like that. No, no. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. I'm telling you, that's, that's the new world. You know? It's all about that. Yeah, because yeah, cause you, you expect them to be all stuck up and all that, and you're, you're all your lawyers. But exactly, then <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you. Yeah, someone, okay. should, someone should try that. I promise you, they already are. Yeah. Ryanair does a lot of like dancing TikTok videos and stuff like that, and they're yeah. an airplane company. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You you have so. to talk to the customer the way they understand to be talked to, right? That's true. So yeah, so you you're posting on Instagram, uh, managing clients. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, posting on Instagram, you know, Facebook. Um, obviously, I was working with a graphic designer again, mm -hmm. so I introduced another graphic designer who would work on you know certain projects so i would come up with the content say for like a quarter and what to post every day and the hashtags and all that and then he would design the graphics and all that tell obviously i would give him like the um uh like where i want certain yeah the format that's what i'm looking for the format where i want the logo to be uh how the text should be and all that and then he would just send me the images and then i would like post them and how would you find the tags for the images and stuff like that? Would you just think about them or would you actually do some research and try o to find? Obviously, I would do some research. Okay. Um, um, you know, what's on what's trending in okay. like certain topics. Um, yeah. So just make sure you find the right, the right hashtags and uh, open a LinkedIn, um, you know, page. Like basically just activated all their social media. And also, I was uh, actively involved in, you know, keeping the business relationships that were we already had with clients, because at that time he had started getting unwell, mm. and I was also working with um, his business partner uh, at the time. He's Bahraini. Mm -hmm. His name is Khalifa. Mm -hmm. So we would, you know, work with him from time to time, and sometimes he would be at the hospital, and, you know. For 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 from a law firm perspective, how would you manage your client base? Um, so mostly, he had this. Um, it was mostly like a one-man show for like a long period of time because he would manage all these clients. Um, the business partner at the time was a silent partner, so he only started getting involved when. Sorry, when he started becoming unwell and uh, so that took some time before you know before everything came to a stop because the reason i'm asking a little bit more in depth yeah is because i I'd, i always thought that if i was the legal firm manager or working as, as their pr or whatever mm -hmm. the way i would try to maintain customer relationships would be like sm sending maybe small gifts, like mm -hmm. chocolate, maybe box. Mm. I, I, I don't know w like w what what can you professionally s like send yeah. to your client without seeming wrong. To, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know, maybe <laughs> like a book or something on businesses, or maybe that'll like seem insulting. No, like uh, pens. You know, pens make nice, sense. Yeah. Nice pens. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. Or some clients. I mean, in we in the Middle East, some people just prefer roses and they don't mind you don't think that's a little weird no surprisingly it's not really no 
Sun like roses? Yeah, it's it's a very uh, I found sure. it's a very like normal thing. I think if I if like with my podcast, if like after th- it's, yeah. if I would send to my all the guests that ever been on roses, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I'd, they'd be what like happens? Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, What is this? With a card that says thank you for being on the podcast, that would be like weird. <laughs> You don't yeah, think so? I, no, I, I guess it's uh, de- it depends with the uh, personal relationship. I mean, if you've worked with someone for a long period of time, even though it's business, it becomes more, you know. Friendship. 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 So if they send you like a bouquet of roses, like, oh, thank you. It's not more, it's not like, wait a minute, what is this? Okay, so, so you weren't just like mass giving gifts to to your clients you were actively picking and choosing saying yeah, oh this person will be liking this recommendation yeah recommendations obviously from yeah dr alex yeah. or whoever yeah okay yeah no that that to me is very fascinating right now um in dubai obviously uh, digital business cards are a big thing okay so that's uh, slowly rolling into bahrain i've seen i think only about two or three companies doing this so it's basically a it's a card that looks like an ATM card, like that material, plastic. And uh, Again, that sounds expensive. Uh, no, it's not. I mean, compared to what you're going to print, um, like, you like know the way people print business cards, like, in the like beginning of the year to like, yeah. yeah. It be- usually about, I think, 20 BD for like a thousand cards or something like that here in Bahrain. You're being overcharged. Or, I don't know. You're being really overcharged. You can get like... 5,000 flyers for like 80 BD. 80? For 5,000 flyers, yeah. Double print, what about front and back. business cards? Well, if 5,000 flyers are, are, are 80 BD, so business cards must be cheaper than that. And they're like, what? what is it like one, one, not even one fourth, it's like one eighth of a size of an A4 piece of paper, no? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. So digital business cards are all about NFC technology. So okay, near field communication. Yeah, near field communication. So you just tap instead of handing out printed paper printed business cards. In the long run, it becomes more expensive and people lose these cards. But when you tap, it just goes. But at least they're taking something with them, don't they? But that's also trash. They just yeah. Throw away, I mean, right? it's we're in uh, we're in 2022. Like I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Can yeah. you check up what NFC means, Danny boy? Yeah, it's near field communication. I want to just make sure because I feel like if we're both wrong, no, <laughs> that's going to sound really it bad. Is. I know it is. <laughs> it's like people who, 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 who don't know what, what IT stands for. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, I caught you. I caught you. <laughs> Information technology. Hey. No? Yes. Yes. That's I, I, I worked in an IT company. Yeah. Don't do You'd that. be surprised <laughs> how many people go, oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, so so yeah, you're, you're near field communication. So you, as a marketing person, would recommend people to start going digital and digital business cards. I I actually ordered mine. Sure. So um, the the reason why I don't want to mention the company is because I want to see what it is like, what quality, quality and all is. that before I start promoting them, and I, I don't know if I like it or not. Okay. But the whole technology behind it, I, it's really good. I I like it in terms of how easy it is to like just you know tap on someone's phone and they have all your information so it's you know what i feel easy. like it's not creative enough i feel like if i would if i would be like like that hard at promoting something mm-hmm. i would just get all my shirts and print our website front or back or something <laughs> like that 
right? I think that's how I would handle it. I, I feel like, I don't know. I think because we are moving more into like a contactless sure. kind of world and all that, and there's just business cards touching and all that, it's easier to just tap and get Done. the information. And also, if like you're a real estate agent or whatever it is, you can link up uh, your card to like your website or like your portfolio or whatever, like a graphic designer. So there's a lot of things you can do with S it. So you're telling me personally, you would prefer mm -hmm. someone to give just a tap on your phone with an, with an NFC card yeah. than, a, than a physical yeah. card. Yeah, because it will bring everything about them. So the contact will go straight to my contacts. If I want to access their website, it's right there. If I want to access their profile, it's right there. It's easy. The only way I can convince myself to do that would be if I would have to, I would have to carry at least two or three phones. That's the only way I could convince myself to do that. Why? Because I wouldn't want all that contact information, like uh, contacts on, on my, my, my personal phone, uh -huh. right? Because I hate uh, having that many like contacts. Yeah. Right? Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. And I hate like that a lot of people have access to my personal number too. I mean, this would work especially for obviously not sales. everyone in a company yeah, for sales. Yeah, for people who that. go out there, you know, to bring the business, marketing people, or yeah, or networking events. I, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. I could see that. Okay, so 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 your recommendation for the podcast is to do a a a, a event thing, right? <laughs> No. No, you're you're against it now. <laughs> no, I'm going back on my like yeah. I I didn't think about it like what kind of people and then if you put them all in one room it's like it's gonna be gross. Yeah, like not people don't have the same interests. People don't have the same. No, I think it'll be like a thing. weird hierarchy where a lot of like the entrepreneurs will start running to the VCs. Exactly. Right, That's and then yeah. you'll just have like like four or five VCs and then we'll have like a group of like like five people surrounding them and mm. trying to tell them about their business. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that 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 like pulls me away. And then especially if you invite sales, yeah. they're just going to go crazy. They'll yeah. Yeah, they'll just try and reach out and sell their product to every yeah. person there. Yeah, that's the thing. And marketing people usually like hanging out in the back and just looking. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that that's what my experience. For? Yeah. <laughs> if they're not in sales, they usually just stand there and they go, oh, you know, what, what would be a good concept or a good idea or a good strategy? <laughs> serious you don't think so <laughs> no i think we're okay fine if there's sales people if we're from the same company and like there's a sales team and we're like in a networking event i would mostly concentrate on say if it's an um medical supply whatever exhibition or exhibition of sorts and we have like a stand and there's like sales people i would let i would let the sales people sell and i would obviously concentrate on the you know the branding and like you know I mean, how much branding is there to do when you're at a booth? There is. I mean, fine. You would get people to talk to sales, sure. and then you would be there to like support them in terms of if they ask questions that they cannot answer, or you know, uh, get them to actually leave so their supervise. contact information, and you know. Yeah. So you're supervising. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would see that as a marketing role. I would see that as a sales managing role. Because guess who came up with the idea? Marketing, right? Like, let's go out there and oh, like, fair, get these people. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. Fair. But I don't think that, that you need to be there at the booth to answer questions. I mean, either you have someone on operations or you have a sales manager who has that data. Mm, I mean, that usually you would, because 
for depends how on the industry as well yeah to be fair. depends on the industry and also uh, it depends on like how the stunt looks is it right is it like obviously that's something you do in before one before the show yeah. yeah before the show but then you you need to be there like you need to see how things are running you need sure. to identify small mistakes that people are making like you know like something you can easily correct and convert help them convert into a client or whatever it is or pick up on questions that or concerns that some people might have Le- let me put this out there for the for the bigger crowd yeah. if you're sitting there and you need to manage your sales team making sure that they're converting then you need to fire that salesperson because that person's doing their job they need to be there they need to be converting if they're not having that skill to, to close mm-hmm. then get rid of them that's crazy no it actually it depends honestly it depends like for example if it's an say an it company sure let's hear it. i remember this from like back in the day and at that time i was that sales intern okay and there was like a marketing person there to like help with certain things so remember it's because again companies take people to these events so they can also expose you and give you such experiences and all that so you can you know learn how to communicate better and all i mean this is for companies that actually want to train you sure 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 and not just want to like yeah have someone on the balance sheet exactly so yeah so obviously the marketing will be there to like support and like, you know, help out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at <laughs> that. <then. laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah, okay, but s- but yeah, again, I also agree with with your point. If ag- again, marketers are not there to like just, you know, supervise. As I said, it's a whole thing. It's a whole strategic. You look at it from a strategic I, angle. Listen, if I agree with you in the sense of you're, you might have somebody on from marketing who's looking at the booth, looking at the interactions, thinking about what kind yeah, of strategies the they're using. Yeah, Are the Sh- people coming in? Sure, are sure. Are they not? Why are they not? You walk around other stands, you know, listen to what's happening in other stands. Why are people suddenly crowding on this particular stand? What's happening there? Sure, sure, You know, sure. like to observe what's happening. Sure. So like future improvement sure I, I agree with that statement yeah. I, I don't think that they should be managing and I don't think they should be they should be doing the 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 day-to-day of that event they should be out and they should be exploring on on how to grow exactly. strategizing like I, I said that's what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> okay so 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 w- hopefully after the show think about it a little bit tell me what we can do for for our our guests that have been on uh-huh. and then we'll put it in the comments below Mm-hmm. And then we'll have people vote whether or not that's I'll a good idea to I'll, reach I'll it. Have to, I'll have to look at the, um, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Just think. Yeah. And we'll, 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 we'll put it up to the crowd and they'll decide whether or not <laughs> it's a good idea or not. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, you, you finished with Dr. Alex, uh, 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 God rest his soul. Yeah. And now move to Incorporate Bahrain. Incorporate Bahrain. Yeah. Which is what does that firm sound familiar? What do they do? Business uh, registrations again, primarily okay. business registrations and also working with again I- business incubators. Okay. Yeah. And and how did you find yourself in that position? How did you get there? Uh, as I said, uh, CNDS and uh, Incorporate Bahrain were like connected sure. in some way. So one of the silent partners had to stop being silent. And sure. Now <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering how you got that transition. Did yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering. So yeah. you talked to your supervisor and said, listen, I really enjoy working here, blah, blah, blah. Is there something mm, you can I d- do? I, d- I, didn't, I didn't really um, 
have to okay. because it was like a need for someone to sure to yeah to come on board and so, so you didn't even have to voice anything it just happened yeah. organically yeah it just happened oh lucky good times and bad times okay yeah, see <laughs> bounces out and yeah. do you ever want to go back into co to consulting um i mean that's kind of what i'm like what i'm doing now is more like management consultancy okay. in terms of you know you're advising a business on you know how to set up in bahrain the whole process so from you know name search all the way to bank account opening until your cr is active so we take you through the whole process and what most people don't know is um bahrain is actually very business friendly and especially for uh, foreigners they encourage foreign investment and all that and uh, it's 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 a nice place to to set up basically and also as a foreigner you don't necessarily have to be in bahrain to register your business so there's a way around uh, around that as well and uh, and uh, my question was more do you want to do consultancy independently mm -hmm. again like you did i mean in kenya i mean obviously at some point i would because it's something that i i, I find i really i really thrive in <laughs> consultancy um i like the whole idea of working with different companies at the same time so obviously that's not allowed in bahrain you have to work with one person at a time but then i would definitely consider doing that in the near future because with all this knowledge that i have i mean i need to spread it to different companies okay yeah. okay so 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 in what kind of timeline would you want to give yourself um i would say maybe three years okay yeah three years would be good to like and is that just to build up the savings and that's why you're saying three years or mm, not really because uh, at this time specifically I'm looking at um, so for in corporate Bahrain I am already a board member mm -hmm. for in corporate Bahrain and also a company director mm -hmm. as it is Mashallah, so good job so I might I might stay here for a while as I you mean at the firm yeah, in the farm. Okay. Yeah, I might stay in the farm for a while because again, it's a young company. We have to, you know, build it and make sure everything is running. So this is not the time to. S can you give me some strategies leave. that you guys are thinking of implementing? What what will work? What 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 pushed you back on it? Are you concentrating more on on print media, sending up flyers? Mm, I mean, being in the digital um, world right now, obviously print wouldn't really work for us sure so mostly LinkedIn marketing okay that works because and also such advertising because when people are looking to set up in Bahrain they don't go to Instagram and search companies setting up in Bahrain you go to Google and you search company formation in Bahrain so such advertising make sure we we rank up in the you know in this in the SEO mm -hmm. over there search engine optimization yeah so that's those are some of the strate strategies that we're using. We're also using uh, programmatic advertising, which is something that we did um, for uh, earlier on, I think, March, um, February, March and April of this year. So that has also brought in can some clients. Can you explain to people who don't know what programmatic program advertising? So when you think about programmatic advertising, there's three things that come in mind. So it's first of all, it's a form of paid advertisement. 
Um, so it's a data-driven, um, uh, and it involves the buying of selling of ads through real-time bidding. Okay. Okay, so what you're saying is that you're placing a lot of Google ads. Not Google ads. You oh, just in, yeah, yeah, Facebook, Google, Bing, a bunch of, bunch of platforms. It's, it, it's mostly, um, its main focus is such advertising. You know, you post ads on Instagram and Facebook and you pay for them and all that, mm -hmm. but you miss out, for instance, if you're doing medical equipment, say for um, uh, maybe older people Supplier. over 60s or whatever, sure. so they need it for like breathing and all that. Um, if you post this ad on Instagram, yes, you might reach some people, but then the people who are really looking for that wouldn't go on Instagram, they'd go on such advertising and such XXYZ machine okay. and where to find it. And so your ad comes up and it's easier for them to contact you. So there's a more return on investment with programmatic advertising than with you know, normal, um, normal ways of advertising on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. So do you use a specific platform? Yes. So there's a, there's a specific uh, data management platform. Go on. Yeah. Uh, do which one do you use? <laughs> uh, I use uh, something called NT Technology. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, it, this is based, it's based in Europe. Okay. Yeah. And how did you get experience using uh, that software? You just looked it up no, on Google? No, I, 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 don't, I don't have to do anything. So you, you just, uh, you come up with the... Uh, Your keywords? No, you come up with the goal of the campaign. Okay. What is your goal? Do you want uh, an, awa an awareness campaign? Do you want a performance campaign? By performance, I mean you want leads, you want people to contact you and all that. So once you decide on that, they do everything. They do the designing of the flyers and everything, and then they post them for you, they track the results for you, so you're basically just... Okay, so, so it's an all-in-all -all solution. Yes. Okay, because I, I'm used to it more from, from the world of doing it segmented. Mm -hmm. Where you where you sit down and you and you write your sec your 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 market segment. You mm -hmm. think about you know who is my 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 imaginary customer. Mm -hmm. What is the characteristics of that customer? Mm -hmm. What's their age group? Their income? Mm -hmm. Their sex? Yeah. Uh, are they family? Yeah. What cultures? Yada yada yada. Yeah. And then I would go traditionally on on different uh, sites from Google to Bing mm -hmm. to Yahoo to Instagram. Yeah. And then I would make a. a um, a, CP, a, a CPR, I think it's called, or CPC, whatever. It basically stands for click, pay, pay per click. click. Pay per click. PCC? Yeah. CPC. So yeah, there we go. Pay per click. Pay? PPC. Yeah, right? PPC. Yeah. PPC. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, 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 and that's how, that's how I structured it. I, I never used an all-in-one solution, mm -hmm. like NT so technology. Yeah, but so what happens is... Um, like back in the days, uh, people used to have like media desks in media agencies, mm -hmm. or like if I go way, way back again, just when the internet came in and all that. It's not that way back. I know, way I wasn't there maybe, but hey. <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the new age of the internet came in and- um, You mean the 80s? No, I don't know. Like when people started advertising online. Sure let's go there so like when the bbc's and all this uh, people used to buy ad spaces on yeah. like bbc and then so it had it was like a manual process so you as the marketer you approach bbc and you tell them hey we want to advertise this there and sure. you know so they have you pay and then they show it for certain times so this is like 10 times automated 
from that, whereby the highest bidder gets to show the ad. Sure, sure, sure. And it all happens um, automatically. Know, automatically. So this is the magic of programmatic advertising. So how long have you been using software like these? For all your entire career, even in Kenya? Not, no, not really. As I said, this is something I started on during the pandemic. Oh, clever. Okay, okay, okay. So when you were researching and all that, this yes. is this is the results from, from, from yes. that era. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. what other strategies of are is is um, in corporate mm -hmm. using? In corporate Bahrain. So as I said, we're doing uh, programmatic advertising as mm -hmm. it is to get us uh, more clients. We are also rebranding uh, right now. Um, not really the logo and stuff, but more like, uh, because uh, before, as I said, uh, it's a very young company. So started its operations only in October of last year. And, you know, so slowly, okay. slowly, like. I think I'm thinking of a different company. That's why my face look weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, we mostly use uh, digital marketing and we also, use a lot of uh, business relationships that we had in the past again from the previous company CMS. Oh, sure, 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 sure. we maintain those relationships and sometimes we just get calls from clients who are repeat uh, clients, clients and they want to do business with us again we've also been working with um, uh, brink okay which is a business the uh, coffee shop Brink. Oh, okay business Brink. incubator oh yeah, yeah 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 i thought you meant blink yeah okay no brink Okay, bring it to Bato, okay. Yeah, so we also uh, work with them in terms of um, if they want to, um, you know, if they want company formation services or if they want uh, documents apostiled, US apostiles, so we also do that. CRs, I'm guessing, taxation, VAT, I'm assuming, mm. not so much no, that. No, no, no. So can you give me a list S of your products? Um, so company formation. Sure. Uh, apostiles. Assured. Uh, yeah, that's it for now. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. And and how many clients do you do? You, are you currently growing? Are you looking to add more clients every month? Definitely, we are definitely looking to add more clients every month. Because so we, but we we worked with clients from you know different companies. I, I mean different um, countries all over the world. Um, you know, clients from Hungary and Singapore and just totally from all over the world. And can you explain a little bit more how the, how the, the business operates in the sense of, is it a subscription model mm -hmm. or is it a one-time pay model? Uh, so basically when you open a company with us, we are in charge of managing it, say um, in terms of, so we, we kind of build up a relationship for a long term uh, because you will need to renew your CR, you will need to, for clients who are outside the country, they will need stuff like LMRA to be paid or GOSI fees to be paid or IWA in case they're not able to pay. So, you know, they can always uh, send us the fees. So it's a whole, like we walk with you throughout the whole journey. You want directors changed or added, you know. So sure. it's a continuous process. Sure. And we make sure that your CR doesn't expire because that means it's going to be deleted by law and it's a whole new process to, to so do it's that. So, so it's a subscription model? Um, I would say um, not really. Like so it's, if I came it's, it's a one-off. Like when you, you come in, 
uh, in the okay, beginning. Okay, let's, 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 let's do a play. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm looking to start a CR. Would I come to you or would you come to me? I'm coming to you, right? <laughs> yeah, if you come to me, then I yeah. will tell you, okay, what kind of, what kind of business uh, do you want to set up? Videography uh, and entertainment. Photography and entertainment. Sure. Okay, so then I would go on uh, Sigilat mm -hmm. and search uh, what business activities, what activity code mm -hmm. fits your business. Mm -hmm. And then I will tell you to give me um, three different names uh, that you would like your business to be called. Okay. So then uh, you give me those names, then I will do a name search. And then uh, this would take about um, uh, up to a week, sure. mostly. And once that comes out, then we are ready to set up. Then I'll ask for your passport mm -hmm. details and uh, you'll send me that. And then obviously there will be the fee for that. And how much is the whole process going to cost? So for our, for our services, for our service charge, we only charge 300 BD. It's not bad at all. But then the government fees uh, usually from 500 to like it goes up to 800 or 900 depending on how many activities because each activity uh, is charged uh, a certain amount and also there's certain mandatory government charges that you uh, have to and how that and how would that process pay. work so if i would, uh, would would i make the government payment and your payment first before the process even begins right yes so yeah. you would pay okay. that you'd pay that together because sure. we actually actively uh, servicing we are providing the service to you. Mm. So if you're out of the country, again, as I said, we can always open the business for you on your behalf okay. all the way until bank account opening. Okay. And make sure your CR is active. Okay. Yeah. So, so all in all, I'd be looking to spend 500 for the government, roughly, give or Say take. Say, give it 600, just oh. to be on the safer side. Sure. So it's 600 for, for government fees additional 300 for your services, yeah. give or yeah. take. But that's for a basic, I have to make it clear, for a basic, of basic uh, company. Of course. Because other companies require licenses. Sure. For instance, if you're in health, you need a certain license and some of them cost up to 500 BD. Sure. Um, but if it's a, say a simple consultancy business or uh, photography, you know, Obviously, it would be so between, I say, 950 to like 1100 okay. to set up. Okay. And this does not include the premises where you're going to set up. Because, again, for you to get the CR active, if it's a commercial activity, it needs to be in a commercial area. Okay. So then, again, you have to find a, 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 res a commercial Space. space yeah commercial space we can also help you with that S so because my, my question here if mm -hmm. you don't mind me asking mm -hmm. your your competitors i would assume i'm yeah. not going to say names f out of out of your uh, of your kindness to you yeah but the two competitors i can think of yeah offer a service similar yeah with with a key difference in that they rent to you the office space mm -hmm. so you go there you can rent the office space mm -hmm. cubicle mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. And they'll handle the CR mm -hmm. and all that legal process. Mm -hmm. And they offer the CR, from what I believe, mm -hmm. I could be mistaken, mm -hmm. as a lost leader. And so they just want to tie you in mm -hmm. with the with the subscription for the for the office space. Mm -hmm. And there's one in I'm not gonna I don't know, even know the name, but there's one yeah. in Sieve. Yeah. Uh, they charge something ridiculous, but they're always sold out. Mm -hmm. And that's around 400 BD a month mm -hmm. for their office. Yeah. And they give you, I think, also 
so, some sort of level of, um, of, of v, v, VA, virtual assistant, mm -hmm. that's included in the price. I'm, I'm yeah. not to know, I don't know the specifics of it. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one somewhere in, in, in Bahrain Bay or, or, or I mean, financial tower, somewhere around there. You're talking about business centers and that's what business centers do. Sure. So they rent out offices sure. and then they throw in the, uh, hey, we can also you know, do, do your, your company registration whatever. and all yeah. that. So yeah, that's very normal. Like that business model works for them. But for us, we mostly focus on you know, people who newly want to set up in Bahrain, either locals or international clients. But, but from what I understand, mm -hmm. It, it seems almost more beneficiary to aim your resources at international clients. Yes. Right? Definitely. Because you're not interested in, in, in Definitely. And, space. and that's 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 where most of our most of our market comes from. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, how do you see yourself expanding? Are you going to introduce more potentially more products or I mean, obviously, yeah. We or definitely more services or yeah. yeah, we definitely are everything related to business registration and you know just running of the operations of the company. Uh, yeah, definitely. There are some projects that we have in mind. So yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? Um. How will people find you? Yeah. Uh, how will people find me? You can reach me on my. LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, email. I don't know. <laughs> email. If you want to set up in Bahrain, sure. you can send an email to info at incorporate-bahrain.com. I love how you move the mic away as saying it, because how are they going to Oh, shit. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Yeah, so uh, info at incorporate-bahrain.com, and uh, we'll respond to you within 24 hours. Yeah? yeah. That's, a, that's a promise, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Anything yeah. else? Um, my LinkedIn is Sheila Ombogo. We'll add it as a like a like a box yes. at the bottom of the name, and we'll also add it into um, the bio downstairs yeah. down below the video. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed yeah. the show. Yeah, I did actually. Hey, <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you too.